Hey there, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. You know, I was an overthinker, a worrier, a figure-outer most of my life. That didn't change much when I first began exploring the wonders of imagination or the power of awareness, the power that we are. For a good long while, I would let my thoughts run amok, stressing over how to fix the things that need fixing in my life. I wasn't trusting imagination. Now, for some things, they came about without effort, other than assuming that it's done. Others, though, seem to be nearly impossible to achieve, mainly because for those, I refused to trust the state, constantly trying to figure out what my steps should be, thinking there must be something I have to do. I mean, I should probably lend God a hand, right? (laughs) My dimensionally greater self, God, the inner being, the second Adam, Jacob, Jesus Christ, imagination, knows how to externalize the state I desire. I do not have to figure out how to get there. But dang it, that was one of the most difficult things for me to do, to just trust imagination and allow the state to come about perfectly. I would be going about my day and then feel a sudden pressure. I have to do something. There's something I'm not doing that I need to be doing, and then I'd be lost in imagining all the ways I'd let everyone down once again. So I have to do something. (laughs) Well, that was coming from a state, a state of lacking whatever it is I wanted, seeing it, seeing the desire's fulfillment, but seeing it at a distance, thinking of it, as Neville says, not thinking from it. I talked about this in my last episode too. Check out episode 231. I was struggling, struggling because I was conscious of struggle. Neville Goddard states it plainly and very often in his books and lectures. Consciousness is the one and only reality. There is no one to whom we can turn after we discover that our own awareness is God. For God is the cause of all, and there is nothing but God. Remain faithful to the knowledge that your consciousness, your I amness, your awareness of being, aware of the only reality. It is the rock on which all phenomena can be explained. There is no explanation outside of that. I know of no clear conception of the origin of phenomena save that consciousness is all, and all is consciousness. The Bible says it too, nothing was made that is made that wasn't made by God. I'm paraphrasing that verse. And God is I am. My I amness is God. It isn't a separate being deciding who goes to heaven or who goes to eternal torment in the lake of fire. There isn't something outside of us deciding who is worthy of a good life and who is not. It's my very own consciousness. Unconditioned consciousness is God. Neville also calls it imagination. And conditioned consciousness is God in action. 
imagination in action, God imagining, (laughs) consciousness conscious of being something. So many ways to say it. Who and what I am conscious of being, what I am imagining, is what I experience. So as I continue to react to the seemingly obvious facts of the world from my states of lack, I perpetuated those states. I can only experience that which I am conscious of being. And that includes what I wish for others as well, because there are no others. So what I consent to in my imagination is what is objectified in my world. And as long as I continue holding on to the state that I want to transcend while burning with desire to be something different, I am conscious of struggle. So struggle is what I continue to meet. And loads of frustration. I cannot keep going to war with that state, the state of lacking whatever it is I want, and expect anything to change. No amount of imaginal scenes or affirmations will work if I don't take responsibility for what I'm allowing to run through my mind throughout my days. I will forever be thinking of the desired state, feeling that uncomfortable burn of lack, lusting after it, always wanting, never having, never being, until I allow the new state to be. It takes a commitment, a commitment to imagination, buying the pearl of great price. Check out my episode about that if you aren't familiar with Neville's take on that Bible story. It's number 177, The Pearl. It's a daily dying to yesterday's state, a daily shedding of old ideas and old limits. As Neville says often, there is no limit to expansion. And there isn't a state you can occupy while playing this game that doesn't have its own limits to move beyond. Always more expanding to do. The difference for me now is that I see limits as a normal part of the state and they're nothing to fear. If I see a limit, That means I'm looking beyond the limit. I'm aware of something else on the other side. There's a desire there to move beyond, to experience something different. I used to see the limits as impenetrable walls. (laughs) Easy for others, impossible for me. (laughs) Because that's what I was conscious of. And all it takes is a shift in consciousness, a move from knowing this about myself to knowing that, a change in feeling. Neville says it best, feeling is the secret. Consciousness is the only reality. So by changing what I am conscious of being, my world changes. And the simplest way is to change what I am feeling and notice what I'm feeling throughout my day. Everything else is extra, (laughs) unnecessary, 
Neville taught a few lovely techniques to help us see the simplicity of it all. But he also said you'll get to a point when you trust imagination completely and just know that it's done. Mm. Thank you, Father. That Father is you. The Bible says it plainly, too. What you decide on will be done, and light will shine on your ways. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. And Jesus says anything is possible if a person believes. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we asked for. We know he, God, hears us because he, it, is us, our own consciousness. Be still and know that I am God doesn't necessarily mean to become physically still. More importantly, it's to still my trying, my forcing it. Be still. Relax my grip, my mental grip, and experience my awareness of being as God and slide into a new state by feeling the reality of it, feeling it to be real for me now. Not tomorrow or next week, now. And through the daily moving in imagination, it does become easier. I'm talking about manifesting. It does, and it does awaken the inner self. One sure way to wake up, to even experience the promise, is to turn to imagination daily. Neville says, you'll awake the day that you actually move into the life of imagination, where you trust your imagination and live in it. You're not far from the threshold of rebirth. Choose this day who you will serve. Not like a subject serves their king or like we worshiped in church, but as you turn to a lover that will never, ever withhold anything from you, that inner being so loved you, it became you. Hmm. And that inner self will give you anything you consent to, even things you'd rather not experience. <laughs> but we all do it. No one can say with complete honesty that they have absolute control of their imagination. If you find you've imagined yourself into a state you'd rather not be in, Use the same power you used to get into that one. Imagine yourself into what you do want. It doesn't matter what my current state is or whatever my desire is. I can realize it. If it wasn't already present within me, then I wouldn't even be aware of it as a desire. Here's Neville. That which you seek is already housed within you. Were it not within you, eternity could not evolve it. No time stretch would be long enough to evolve what is not potentially involved in you. You simply let it into being by assuming that it is already visible in your world and remaining faithful to your assumption. It will harden into fact. 
Your father has unnumbered ways of revealing your assumption. Fix this in your mind and always remember, an assumption, though false, if sustained, will harden into fact. You and your father are one, and your father is everything that was, is, and will be. Therefore, that which you seek, you already are. It can never be so far off as even to be near, for nearness implies separation. What could comfort you more than the knowledge that you don't have to wait for your dreams to come true? They are nearer than here and sooner than now. Let this knowledge be your comforter. Hmm. There's freedom right there, realizing that I can, with my next breath, move into the state of my choosing. The only thing stopping me is my lack of belief, believing to the point of knowing that the imaginal self is where it starts and where it's sustained. Nothing outside of me will ever happen unless it's allowed in imagination within me. So my current predicament is of my own making. Even a seeming accident, falling and pulling a muscle, slipping a disc. I am the one cause. Same for you. But that's good news. There's no one else to turn to except my own I amness. And that's beautiful. My state is the cause, and a new state is the solution. This is from All Things Are Possible. Seated here tonight, you believe you are a man or a woman. You believe you are here. But are you willing to believe you can go beyond what your reason and senses dictate? You do not have to limit your power of belief to what your reasonable mind dictates. The choice and its limitations are entirely up to you. For all things exist in the human imagination. And it's from your imagination that your belief stems. If you go beyond the dictates of reason, it must be via your imagination. And since all things now exist there, you can at any moment go beyond what your reason and senses dictate. You already know what you want. Relief from pain, financial freedom and security. You don't need to name it out loud. You've been thinking of it for quite a while already, and your inner self knows. How would you feel? How would you experience your next steps knowing that your wish is fulfilled? This recording might sound a little different because uh, it's 2 a.m., everyone's asleep, but this was on my mind and I wanted to go ahead and get it recorded. And as I'm recording this, I'm thinking about the lovely feeling of my head on my pillow <laughs> and the weight of the blankets and Kim next to me. I'll be there in a few moments. And as I fall asleep, I'll do it in a state. And that state will be right here, ready to form my day when I wake up in the morning. How do you want to fall asleep tonight? What state do you want to carry off with you into the deep? If it's somewhere you want to be, some place, be there as you drift off to sleep. 
be on your new bed in the new place next to the one you love. If you're in pain, be free of the pain in your imagination as you drift off. One thing, when I'm in pain, I don't try to do anything at the pain or target it in my imagination. I just bring up a movement, an activity, something that would have been impossible or very painful if I were still hurting. And I do that activity in imagination for just a, a few moments until I feel the reality of it. It might not seem possible to distinguish a difference between the body feeling intense pain and the imaginal self, the inner self, but there is. So when the imaginal self imagines freedom from the pain, physical or mental, or any kind of lack, the inner self is experiencing that freedom now. Trust it. Allow it to show up in this world of echoes. Neville says the world is infinite response, continually echoing what we're doing in imagination. I talk to folks who believe their particular dilemma requires a different extra special technique. No, it's belief to the point of knowing. Like Neville said, find a good technique that works for you, that fits your temperament. And as you continue, you'll realize there never was any power in the technique itself, but in your own belief. And the best way that I have found is to get to know my inner self by daily moving in imagination. So when something big happens, it's something I did, I caused it. But when it does, I now have many, many pieces of evidence, proof of how imagination works, proof of my own ability to actually change my life. Here's another quote from All Things Are Possible. All things are possible to him who believes, and with God, all things are possible. Here we see that God and the believer are one. When you leave here tonight, you expect to find your home where you left it. You'll go to sleep there and believe you will wake up in your bed tomorrow morning. You believe you are clothed right now. I tell you, your capacity to believe is the human imagination which is the only God. All imagination, you have restricted yourself by the body of sense and reason you wear. Reason says you're in this room, that you have a certain amount of money and can have no more unless you make a physical effort to get it. But you would wish you had more, wouldn't you? Assume your wish through the sense of feeling. That assumption, subjectively appropriated, and believed to be true is faith. Can you believe in its reality? Knowing all things are possible to him who believes, can you persuade yourself that although your reason and senses deny it, your assumption will make it so? Hey, I've been in times of complete frustration, wanting to scream at everyone. Don't you know what I'm going through? <laughs> Turn within. Your inner being knows what you need because it's you. It's your own imagination, your own consciousness. So imagine the relief that comes with the resolution of that 
particular thing and let the gratitude bubble up from within you, for you, and go to sleep tonight in that feeling, not that moment of fulfillment, that moment of when the relief hits, but the after effects of relief, that, ah, that feeling, that's what I'm talking about. Try that as you sink down into sleep tonight with a certainty that you've done all that is needed. Now I'm going to bed. (laughs) I love you. I'm feeling twisty. 